you're not going to predict the next market, but you can be prepared for the next market and also understand what might happen to your current plan and how might you react. help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. Welcome back. It's another edition of Your Retirement Elevated. Walter Storholt here alongside Scott Dugan, co-founder, managing partner at Elevated Retirement Group, serving you in the KC metro area and clients all across the country. With more than 21 years of experience, Scott always brings the heat here on the show to help us better prepare for our financial futures. Scott, great to be with you today. What's going on? Well, it was 10 degrees this morning, so everyone needs to bring the heat, for sure. <laughs> I love it. Yes. If it's 10 degrees outside, please bring the heat. It's mm-hmm. it, it's, yes. it's welcome. It's very welcome. Um, we've been having some uh, up and down weather where I am, Scott, so I actually turned on the air conditioner uh, last night, but th- I think we're going to have a fire going in the evening tonight. So it's one of those kinds of days where... Like the night before, you're, you're you're running the AC, and then it's all humid outside, and then the next day you're back to having a fire. So yeah, it, it's uh, Mother Nature at its best. At its best, that's right. Love love the ups and downs. Uh, we just can't predict Mother Nature sometimes. And oh, what do you know? What a perfect segue into our topic today: planning for things that we can't predict in the financial world. Amazing, just like the weather. Absolutely great segue, Walter. <laughs> you saw that one coming from a mile I, I away. Didn't, didn't my, that was like I saw it coming around the around the bend, <laughs> way out. Oh man! All right. Well, there are certain things in life, obviously, that we just can't predict. And if we knew the answers to some of these questions, retirement planning would sure be a lot easier. So, I want to see how you go about constructing a plan for folks, Scott, that addresses the kinds of questions to which we really can't possibly know the answers to. So I've got a slate of questions. I'm going to throw them out at you and uh, tell us how this helps shape the planning process for you and your clients. Absolutely. And I will say that all these decisions are made with a magic eight ball. Okay, perfect. That's how these are Perfect. Done. All right. Excellent. I got one for Christmas, by the way. I, I, you know, when the, uh, like the white elephant gift exchange, I, I won a magic eight ball this year. So fantastic. it's probably the cheapest one ever created. I can't even read what the messages are. It's so poorly made. <laughs> it most of the time doesn't even land on a on an option, and even when it does, it, it's like the foggiest reading you can possibly imagine. So you should probably be very concerned with the the outcome of your life. Very now. very cloudy yeah. predictions. Very, yeah. but but it's appropriate for this. I just I can't predict anything. Essentially, <laughs> this is true. This is true. So yeah, let's jump into it. I, this is going to be a great one. All right, so I'm going to start you off with a fun one. Uh, market crash. When is the next market crash going to happen? Let me think about this. Uh, the answer is I don't know. Right. And the correct thinking on this is building a plan, or we should build a plan that works in up markets, down markets, or sideways markets. It's not if the market's going to crash. It's going to happen. It's happened time and time again. You know, it's when it's going to happen. What's going to cause it? I will th- say that if you think about market crashes in general, the trend right now, if you go back to 87, you know, the dot-com bubble in the early 2000s, 2008, uh, those were agonizing declines over time. And we agonizingly grew back out of those and climbed back out. You look at what happened in 2020, uh, that was a very steep decline followed by a very swift recovery. 
and that was basically because the decisions were made about how to deploy cash into the system. And so we're going to have shocks to the system. You know, we just had some blips here the first part of this year. I think that the speed at which things are going down, the severity is faster, but the recovery, the rebound has also become much faster, which lends our the idea that you can't time the market uh, because it's just too fast right now. What you really need to do is have things in place that benefit or protect in good and bad markets. So again, you're not going to predict the next market, but you can be prepared for the next market and also understand what might happen to your current plan and how might you react to it. All right, that's helpful. And uh, yeah, I think that's the one that is always on everybody's mind, because if we could predict the next market crash, uh, we'd be rich, Scott. <laughs> we would. And, <laughs> it's easy to play perfect, that game, right? Yeah, a perfect example. I had a, a prospective family uh, that I met with not too long ago. Uh, they had found a firm that their claim to fame was they had a special algorithm that would tell them when was the right time to get out of the market and go to cash and when would be the right time to get back in the market. So this algorithm is, can make you right twice, okay? Because when you time the market, you have to be right twice, when to get out, when to get back in. And so they were with them 2018, 2019, and on. 2020 happened. Their magic algorithm says, hey, let's go to cash. They went to cash towards the bottom, and they stayed in cash until about halfway through the recovery. And not great. Okay, so they locked in those losses and went to cash. And then lots of missed opportunity there. Lots of missed opportunities because the, I guess the algorithm, the magic eight ball the algorithm used wasn't working correctly. And then the same thing happened earlier this year where they went to cash and stayed in cash. And this family was like, okay, we've gone through this twice. It has not worked. Uh, we need to find a different option, a, a different outcome. And so you, d you just got to be careful with very, 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 very few, I would say, I can count on one hand of asset managers that can successfully time the market. And if they do time the market, it's because they got lucky in a period of time. And they usually don't repeat that. It's very, very rare. So I'll get off my soapbox on that. Yeah, no, that's all right. Uh, you're welcome to get right back on it on the next one. So, Oh, uh, I will. I'm stepping on another soapbox on this give, one. Give your legs a break for like 10 seconds, and then we'll be right back at it. Uh, all right, so obviously next market crash, can't predict it, and uh, some good analysis as to why, and then how to plan around that inability to predict it. Something else that we can't predict, Scott, at least not with you know supreme accuracy, is what healthcare costs are going to look like in 20 years from now. And lots of factors uh, kind of go into why we can't really predict that, right? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, because we have the situation where if we're life expectancy increases, which the last two years, we've gone backwards slightly for the first time in a long time. Uh, but if the trend continues that we live longer, the odds are if we live longer, that gives us more opportunity or probability that something's going to happen. Uh, whether if we have a 30-year retirement, the odds are you're going to experience, example, a market crash or two. If you retire and, and for 30 years, you're probably going to have some sort of healthcare issue along the way. Perfect example, we talk about my grandfather all the time. He'll be 98 this year. He's been in the hospital. He had a little pneumonia, a little bacterial um, infection. 
And so had to go to the hospital, couldn't kick the cough, but he's doing well now. And he's got rid of the cough mostly. There's, he's going to go to a rehabilitative uh, hospital uh, for a week or two to kind of get his strength back You know, because I took a lot out of him. But his whole focus along the way is, hey, I need to get out of here. I need to get stronger because I'm going to make it to 100. So he had a big goal. But the thing is, you know, he's 98. He had a healthcare, you know, little blip on the radar. Go back eight years, he had a knee replacement. You know, and you go back and there's things that happen, but he's been retired since he was 62. You know, so in healthcare in his time has ballooned in cost. And I think that's going to be the trend uh, for the foreseeable future. So again, I can't predict what healthcare costs are going to look like, whether it's your hospitalization doctor and or long-term care, because those are all wrapped around that. But we can make some educated guesses as to if we know what it is today, the cost, we know what historically it's increased by, let's run the numbers out to see what does that look like? You know, what could that, how could that impact our overall plan? And we have the capability to run those scenarios and say, hey, if this happens, how will it affect your plan and your money? And once you can comprehend and wrap your mind around the effect that could possibly happen to your money, then you can make really solid decisions. And some clients will say, hey, you know, I know this could cost, you know, X dollars of our, of our savings. It would just mean that we leave less for our kids' charity church. And they're okay with that. Some people look at that number and say, you know what? I don't like that. I don't like that potential outcome. I want to do something about it to hedge. So if something does happen, I want a portion of money, a pool of benefit that can come in and take care of that situation. And so I can safeguard a bigger chunk of my resources or my savings, because I want that to be intact and go on to, uh, again, church, charity, kids, grandkids, things like that. Mm. So it's not that you can predict it. It's model it. Make sure you've got a, a good mental construct built around it and make good decisions and always be open to modifying the plan. And I would say we start with a financial plan, but it's really the financial planning that happens over time to course correct where we need to, because we can't predict every variable of life. That's why we chart things out over a long lifetime, but then we break that into one-year increments and change and modify accordingly. Very good and uh, helpful there, Scott, to see that perspective in what healthcare costs look like in the future. Kind of a double-edged sword too, right? Like it gets more expensive to keep us alive and keep us ticking and moving, but we're also solving more and more problems that normally, you know, will will take us out of this world. And so now we're going to live longer too, because <laughs> not only, yes. so we're going to have to spend more money to live longer. Uh, again, these aren't bad things, but they're challenges to plan for and, and complications. Absolutely. All right. Uh, another thing that we can't predict, Scott, so far we've talked about the stock market, healthcare costs. Third one is a biggie too. What will your tax rate be three presidents from now? So I would answer that question with another question for the audience. Do you think taxes are going to be lower three presidents from now? <laughs> if you think they're going to be lower, well, uh, that is certainly an opinion that you could have. Uh, I would say that odds are, with the expansion of federal programs and federal spending, 
that at some point, we all know this, at some point, we're going to have to address that debt that we have. And we seem, politicians today seem to be comfortable with kicking the can down the road. Um, so I would say, I don't know what they're going to be uh, three presidents from now, but odds are, I would assume that they might be higher than they are today. And so we we better run scenarios out there to see how does that impact us and how does that impact our spendable income? Because that's what it comes down to in retirement. How much money do you get to keep and spend? And a big portion of a lot of people's savings out there is tax deferred. And so when they look at that million dollars in their Fidelity account, problem is you're not going to get to keep that whole million dollars. It's got to go through a tax transition before you can spend it. So the IRS wants their portion of that tax deferral before you get to spend it. And so that's the conundrum that we're in uh, from a tax perspective. Now, we we just kind of narrowly escaped you know big tax policy changes in 2021. Uh, it looks like we're probably not getting anything major that comes about. We'll see. You know, we're in the midst of cranking up for midterm elections. Uh, a lot of tax policy changes where people have to pay more in taxes usually don't happen in midterm elections uh, during that time. And so I would just say, be prepared for it. Make sure your portfolio, your plan can withstand it. And now is the time to make those decisions and changes to be ready for the future. It's another big variable in retirement planning and another one we have to kind of work around a little bit. All right, last but not least, and this question, if we had answers to it, would come with all sorts of other complications, but we'll just focus on the the money side here. Uh, How long are you going to live? If you knew that end date, your life would be a little easier as a planner, wouldn't it be, Scott? If everybody came with an expiration date, (laughs) I could customize things like nobody's business. That's right. Make make easier, but it's also expiration dates double edged sword because I am a stickler for expiration dates on food. I'm weird about it, except for salt, because I find it ironic that my salt says mined from caves that are over you know millions of years old, but it expires in two years if I don't use it. So again, you got to be careful on uh, on your expiration date examples. Connie's the same way. She'll throw out something if it's like, it's something that was good for three years. You know, like, I don't know, what, what like flour maybe or something, mm-hmm. you know, something that you get it in the expiration date. It's like two or three years ahead. And it might be like a couple of days past the date. And she'll be like, no, nope, can't use it. And I'll be like, oh, come on. Like, if there's not like this magical moment where all of a sudden it's no longer good. Like, if you had used it three days ago, it would have been fine. Come on. So we have all sorts of arguments on using things with expiration dates gone by. Oh, Jennifer and I do the same thing. We, I'm, we like if it's, I'm like Alton tolerance. Brown. Or no, who is it? Um, uh, Zimmerman, um, the the guy with the glasses. Andrew, Andrew Zimmerman. A- Andrew Zimmerman, that's right. Where he, If it looks good, eat it. And I'm kind of the same way. If it looks good, if it smells good, just eat it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of those things is, you know, when you think about, you know, the longevity question, because that's really what we talk about, you know, how long are we going to live? What people are really concerned about is my money going to last me? Am I going to run out of money before I run out of life? That's really what it turns into the concern is. And so part of our planning is what we call stress testing your plan for longevity. It's like, what happens to your money 
making a handful of assumptions if you live a long life. And if you don't like the outcome when we project it way down the road, well, now's the time to make some choices and some decisions to alter the outcome of that. Now, nobody can predict the future, but you can model and extrapolate and say, hey, if, if things continue, if we use variables that are that we we feel like are, are we're comfortable with, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be okay. Now I can tell you from 22 years of doing this, I have not had a client run out of money where they stuck to the plan. I have had one that did run out of money that did not stick to the plan and made some really extremely bad choices that they they couldn't overcome some of their behaviors that they they had had for a long time. And so I'm confident that someone has a good written plan that is monitored by a professional and is maximized for, you know, the least amount of risk to get the return that we need. You know, they made the amount of predictable income that they need to, to supply their lifestyle, uh, making sure they keep their risk in check is another way to say that. Uh, you know, put all their ducks in a row. Uh, those people that are able to do that, stay on course and make minor course corrections, they're the ones that have a confident, comfortable retirement and retire without a lot of worries and have enough money to sail through retirement and hopefully leave some for the next generation. Helpful uh, advice all the way around, Scott. Thanks for walking us through some of these important questions. Hopefully you can see, uh, listening to Scott's guidance here, that you know there's lots of things that we can't predict, but we can still plan for them. We just have to leave some flexibility in the plan and think wisely about these different things. If you've got questions or something that you're trying to plan for in your financial future and you want to know how to best do it, get in touch with Scott by picking up the phone and calling 913 393 4724 or go online to listen to scott.com find more episodes of the show there and ways to get in touch also that's listen to scott.com or just check the show notes of today's episode for helpful ways to get in touch and access additional resources scott appreciate the help on the show today and uh, let's do it again next time always a pleasure all right new episodes uh two every month come back and join us for another one soon right here on your retirement elevated Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.